Welcome to Political Beatdown, and I want to wish everybody a happy Beatdown New Year. I am pumped going into 2024. I feel the momentum in 2024. It is not going to be easy, folks, but we are in this together. Here's what we are going to cover on today's Beatdown. First, Donald Trump continues to go on tirade after tirade after being humiliated every single day. President Biden, meanwhile, is on fire and the economy is scorching hot. And he still smells. <laughs> what was your nickname for him, Cohen? Donald Von Schitzenpants. We'll cover that as well. Right-wing media is now covering some of the weirdest stories, and they don't know what to do given the good economic news. You've got the Second Circuit Court of Appeals denying Donald Trump's attempt to stay the next E. Jean Carroll trial scheduled for January. And we've got more bombshell evidence of Trump and the Trump campaign's involvement in the January 6th insurrection, a new story broke broke moments before we went live on CNN how Donald Trump's lawyers were trying to fly the fake elector slates in on a private jet to then hand them over to MAGA representatives and MAGA senators to deliver to Pence. Finally, this is where we'll start. Where is Melania Michael Cohen? Can she not handle that wow. stench? Is she... Uh, well, what, what do you yeah. think's going on there, Michael Cohen? Look, that, that's why she's getting the big payout, uh, you know. But let me also start by beginning and saying that I am so thankful for each and every one of you, for all of our brigaders, and I want to wish everyone a very happy, a very healthy, a very prosperous upcoming new year. A quick shout out to my. Number one fan over there, Cheyenne. Happy New Year. I promise you, if I'm ever out there in Hawaii, I'm coming to visit. But more importantly, it's a shout out to each and every single one of you because I can't tell you how emotionally, actually I can, and I have, and I do it on Patreon. I can't tell you how emotionally draining, not just of your of your soul, but of your heart, of your of your energy that all of this Donald Von Schitzenpants, what he creates. And I was just before I was on TikTok and I was on my Instagram account and I was talking oh, to people. I was talking to them about, for example, Ben, I'm sure you saw it, Donald's tree of hate. Did you see that? I mean, yeah. it's like a third grade. There you go. It's like a third grade project. That he did. But keep that up there for one second, Salty, if you would. I mean, everybody can look for whatever words that they want to see. But the concerning words to me are fame, MAGA, king, dictator, dictatorship, and revenge, dead center. That's, these are really disturbing words if you put them in context of something that Ben and I have repeatedly talked about on this program and others, where we talk about how he wants to rewrite the Constitution on day number one, how he wants to confer all power onto the executive branch and strip the power of the legislature and the judiciary away and confer it upon him, which makes him what? A king, a dictator. It changes our democracy into a dictatorship and not my words, not Ben's words, not any of the prognosticators or the pundits that you see on television. It's Donald's words where he says he is going to exact revenge on day one against everybody that did him wrong. Mark Milley, right, wants to have him executed. Mike Pence executed. The president, CEO of MSNBC, jailed and thrown into Gitmo. I mean, the number of people that he has you know this angst uh, this anger towards this is this really needs to be extremely extremely um concerning to a lot of people because truth be told he's going to do what he says that he's going to do that's who Donald Trump is and that's why 
This political beatdown show, why Midas Touch Network, why Maya Culpa, it's so important for all of you to please get involved, share, subscribe, listen, rate, do whatever you need to do so that this community grows and grows and that we have that massive blue wave that we're all talking about. You know, it's interesting, Michael Cohen, and uh, some people have commented, why Midas Touch are you you know, talking about Donald von Schitz's pants? Why are you talking about his stench? Why are you talking about those aspects of it? Shouldn't we rise above that? Here's the thing, though. Donald Trump actually enjoys it when you call him a dictator. That's why he posted mm -hmm. that word tree. That's why he praises Viktor Orban and President Xi and Vladimir Putin and MBS. Trump likes when you call him a dictator. He likes being called a tough guy, and he's not. He is a wannabe tough guy. So one of the ways you have to deal with a bully like that who engages in the type of juvenile name calling he does is you got to up the game. You got to understand sometimes the terrain and the messaging battle that's taking place here. To Donald Trump's supporters, they're okay with him being an authoritarian. They like that as well. But when you show how weak Donald Trump is, when you show that he has been uh, defecating on himself for a very long period of time, according to a lot of people who have been saying these comments and according to people who have said that they you know, know about him and people who have been making these statements about him and, 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 and sharing him. Look, I can't independently confirm one way or the other here, but there's a lot of commentary about this. We just posted a video of Adam Kinzinger as well. So my opinion is that there's a, a lot out there to discuss, but it is a way also to expose that Donald Trump is not so much a tough guy. His followers view him as a cult leader, as a godlike figure, that he can do nothing wrong. So actually just sharing some of these stories about how putrid of an individual he is actually hurts him more and shows who he really is, then he wants to be called dictator. He wants to be called authoritarian. That's why also, Cohen, we talked about this on the last show as well, I think. Trump puts out a statement immediately through sources when Melania doesn't show up and she's not yeah. around him. Oh, Melania is going to have a major role in 2024, according to Trump sources. They never say who the source is. They push that to page six. Because, and you have to really analyze why. That's a very sore spot for Trump. It shows how weak he is when his own wife doesn't want to be around him. His own wife doesn't want to be photographed with him. His own wife thinks that he's putrid and stinks. And that's why also, though, in combating fascism and authoritarianism, that's why we point that out. Where is Melania? Where is she? Hashtag well, let's not forget then that it wasn't just Melania who is missing from that picture. You also don't have Eric or Lara Trump in that photo. Now, the thing that I found incredibly interesting is as long as I've known Trump, and it's a decade and a half, I have never seen Trump with Barron when Melania is not right there. You know, um, it's it was amazing because obviously all you do is you look up and you see he's like a head and a half taller than his father. I think he's like six seven or even coming point. close to six eight. Uh, but Melania never left Donald alone with Barron, and I was a little shocked uh, not to see her and to see Baron in that photo. No, it's definitely a interesting point that But she I am kind of curious as to why Eric, I mean, look, maybe because Eric screwed the pooch so badly on the uh, New York Attorney General, the 250 million baseline civil fraud trial, that maybe he's right now in the doghouse. Uh, and obviously, Lara, uh, I'm shocked that if if Eric gets banned from Mar-a-Lago, the real question is, does Laura go? You know, and I say I say the answer to that is yes, but she wasn't in that picture either. 
Uh, I thought that the entire spread, you know, and who was standing next to who and the body language. I mean, Donald looks like he's in agony in that photo, which, again, it's Christmas, for God's sakes. You know, you're standing by a Christmas tree. You're surrounded by some of your children. You're surrounded by your by some by your grandchildren. I mean, where's the smile? Where's the happiness? There is no happiness in this man at all. And it's why, you know, as you've said, you know, he's not just putrid, you know, on the outside. He's putrid on the inside, too. And they want you watching this, you listening to this, to feel putrid as well. That's the thing about miserable people. You know the expression, misery loves company. MAGA misery loves company. And so they will do everything possible, and remember this, to demoralize you, to make you feel like crap, to make you feel hopeless. And that's why I always say this pro-democracy community is so important because we need to spread the love. We need to spread the truth because that's the way you fight back against just the hate. You know, by the way, do we, have, do we even have the picture of the family? Is there, is there I'll, I'll, I'll get that. I'll, I'll get that in a the moment. The reason why I bring it up, Ben, because I was meaning to say it to you, I was going to actually call you when I first saw the photo. Interestingly enough, Melania, as you brought up, was not in the photo. But you know who is? Her father. He's all the way to the left, Victor. So I, it's like Victor's there, but Melania's not there. And, you know, and, and uh, Amelia, the, the wife, or Melania's mom, is not in that picture. I don't know. Again, you know, the whole dynamic of this photo goes to show you how discombobulated this whole group of of grifters is. I'm going to get that photo in uh, just a moment and send that to Salty and uh, our, our team to get that up. But in the meantime, I want to show you what I like that President Biden is doing is he's pushing back, right? Trump's message was, may they rot in hell. That was his Christmas message. Trump sent this post, Merry Christmas to all, including crooked Joe Biden's only hope, deranged Jack Smith, wow, 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 I'm a baby, wow, 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 I'm a smelly baby. May they rot in hell. Again, Merry Christmas. That's what that's what Trump wrote. And here's Look, I'm what I'm not Christian, but I'm not I'm not Catholic, but I can tell you one thing for certain that that's not what Jesus would say. By the way, that's what Adam Kinzinger pointed out. He goes, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out on a not limb here. <laughs> this man is not a Christian. If you are a Christian who supports him, then you don't understand your own religion. Trump is weak, meager, smelly, victim-y, belly-achy, but he ain't a Christian and he's not God's man. Again, I want to remind people, I did a great interview with Adam Kinzinger that's on the feed after political beatdown. Check that out. Here's what President Biden, though, wrote in response to Donald Trump saying, may they rot in hell. Biden writes, there's an expression they say in church sometimes, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. I really like that statement right there. And it's a way to kind of diplomatically and elegantly troll Trump and show the contrast between the two men's moral character. I thought it was two Corinthians. It's the whole ball of wax, right? I mean, it's two Corinthians. I mean, this just goes to show you the difference between who one who one guy is is a guy who actually has religious conviction versus another who is as phony as a three dollar bill in virtually everything that he does, including faking his religious identity. And here's the thing: President Biden understands the separation of church and state. That's why, even though he's a devout Catholic, he doesn't throw that in our faces. He respects that you can do whatever religion you want, pray to whichever god you want, or don't pray to any god. No religion is whatever it is. Do you? That's the United States of America: yep. separation of church and state. And meanwhile, Donald Trump tries to weaponize this kind of phony Christianity 
to demean people, to harm people. It's not the loving message of the religion at all or no religion. I care about love. That's what I care about. Practice whatever religion or no religion. Are you a compassionate person? Are you a loving person? Are you a caring person? And I think that's what President Biden embodies and respects here. Let's pull this photo up right here that you've been talking about. I'll let you. So yeah, that is very funny that you have Melania's dad in the photo, but no Melania in the photo. Her dad's there on, on the side. Okay, so let me walk you through. Far left, you have Victor. That's Melania's dad. Very, very nice man, by the way. Then to his right is Tiffany. Now, standing next to Tiffany is, of course, Jared with a fake smile. Uh, let's see, who's then next to, next to, uh, oh, that's, uh, that's their uh, Don and uh, Vanessa, um, his daughter. You have Kai, you have, um, then you have Joseph, and you have, uh, I mean, then you have the grandkids, but standing directly behind Kai is Baron at, again, a whopping like six foot eight, um, you know, and look at Ivanka. I mean, they, I'm just dying to know, right, how this picture got set up, considering Donald is still so angry with Jared and Ivanka right now. I mean, they have not been to Mar-a-Lardo in a very long time. But the funniest part of this entire photo happens to be the young man that is peeking out from behind Ivanka. And that's uh, that's Tiffany's husband, uh, who she, <laughs> she recently you know, married. And of course, you know, then you have uh, Kimberly Gargoyle standing next to, I guess that must be uh, D3 next to, of course, Don Jr. at the very, very end. So think about it this way, right? The, the son-in-law is closer to the main character than one son, right? The other son's not even there, and neither is the wife. I mean, like I said, the entire dynamic of that photo is extremely, it's extremely, it's it's a photo that many psychiatrists can spend many a day dissecting. Well, maybe psychiatrists can spend some time dissecting this video I'm about to show you. And this is what Donald Trump does at the various uh, traveling fascist circus things that he calls rallies that he does. Here, watch this clip of what this, this is part of each speech that he does. Just think about this, Michael. This is the leader of the Republican Party here. Oh, Magic and just bad news, bad things are happening. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It was staring us in the face the whole time, Michael Cohen. It Do you was understand what he's doing? Like, eh, eh. Donald Von shits and pants. That's what he was doing. He was trying to figure out a way how he can sort of squeeze that sucker out, right? And he's going, eh, eh, eh. it's like, you know, when you were, you see like your baby when they're constipated, that's what Donald's doing. Can we play that again? And I'll show you the exact moment he lets it go. Magic and just bad news, bad things are happening. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Right there. Right there. <laughs> right there. That's that's the moment. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, so so this is what he has to do because he does – because he's Don Ivan shits and pants. This is how he posts his rallies to <laughs> – this is how he posts his rallies to his followers right now. He does it in <laughs> – he does it in Legos, Michael Cohen. Be, oh, my God. Has I saw to, that. He has to post Lego photos of himself rather than real photos of <laughs> himself the guy's the biggest loser ever it says is there anything better than uh that than a trump rally i i, I don't know it seems worse than going into a uh, public restroom at a busy at a busy train station uh at this point and by the way michael cohen here's what he's posting about as well this is what he wrote yesterday he goes 30 years ago how time flies director chris columbus and others were begging me to take a cameo appearance in home alone too they rented the Plaza Hotel in New York, which I owned at the time. I was very busy and didn't want to do it. They were very nice, but above all, persistent. I agreed, and the rest is history. That little cameo took off like a rocket, and the movie was a big success, and still is, especially around Christmas time. People call me whenever it is aired. Now, however, 30 years later, Columbus, 
what was his real name, put out a statement that I bullied myself into the movie. Nothing could be further from the truth that Cameo helped make the movie a success, but if they felt bullied or didn't want me, why did they put me in and keep me there for over 30 years? Because I was and still am great for the movie. That's why. Just another Hollywood guy from the past looking for a quick fix of Trump publicity for himself. It's right, just because, cool. because the movie is being re-released in IMAX theaters around the country. I don't know if anybody saw Home Alone 2, but the cameo that Donald was in is somewhere under 10 seconds. He's walking down the hallway and Macaulay Culkin turns around and says, excuse me, do you know where the lobby is? He goes, yeah, straight down the hall and to the left. And then he he keeps walking. Yes. Yes, <laughs> Donald Von Schitt's in pants. You made the movie. You got the Oscar for it. In fact, there was no question by the Academy who deserved the Oscar for that year. There's no, there's no doubt. I mean, it makes no – I don't even know what year that Home Alone 2 came. I'd like to run a little cross-reference there into what won the Oscar. But whatever it was, it should have gone to Donald as the best supporting actor for making the movie. I mean, just think about what it is that he's saying here. Think about the arrogance that this man – yes, he owned the Plaza Hotel. Yeah, he also lost the Plaza Hotel, right? Um you know, not because he wanted to lose it. He had no choice. He ran out of money. But more importantly, he pushes himself onto a cameo. Now, the only reason that Home Alone 2 had any success is because of his less than 10-second cameo in the movie. I mean, just think about what it is that he's saying and that 30 years later that it still made the movie great, which is, you know, again, it's debatable whether Home Alone 2 was great. It was certainly a funny movie, but I don't know whether or not it, I would call it a great movie. It was, <laughs> you know, but, but Donald made it great because oh. that is what shits and pants does. We got to do a spinoff of Beatdown and have you review movies. I, I don't know if it's a great movie. I, it was funny. I moderately enjoyed it. <laughs> enjoyed I like it. Macaulay Culkin. I think he was a talented actor. Yeah, I like that he's having kind of a comeback as well right yeah, now too, which which I like. I never like to see um, you know child stars who have been through a lot have that very negative uh, path that you see all the time. Um, so I'm glad about that. I'm also glad that uh, even Drudge Report, you know, which is usually viewed as right wing, is acknowledging President Biden's uh, accomplishments right now. Stocks hit another record high. It's Toyota's biggest sales month in history. And the main photo on the fairly right-wing drudge, although right-wing drudge has become, I think, in today's day and age, kind of moderate, moderate right, where the Republican Party maybe once was, and now they're no longer anywhere near that with MAGA extremism. And the headline is, underestimated 2024. And I think President Biden is underestimated. Perhaps the only correction is, is that I think the biggest story, Cohen, as we're heading to 2024, remember last month, it was doom and gloom. The media was just pushing these horrible Biden narratives. And you and I were talking about it. We're like, okay, but that's not aligning with the data. So you can push that narrative, but if the narrative is inconsistent with the data, then legacy media, you're just pushing your own distorted okay. feelings on the masses. You're, 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 so, you're so right. But I want people to think about this too. Imagine you wake up tomorrow and the first thing that you see on whatever source that you obtain your news information from, that Joe Biden is up by 15 points, that it's going to be a blue tidal wave and that this election is going to be over in several hours. That's how fast that they're going to be calling all the states. All right, now what do you do? Well, now you start switching the channels because it's not interesting anymore. But because they keep you glued to the television with these fucked up poll numbers about how Donald is, you know, neck and neck with him or he's beating him by three or four points plus or minus the margin of error of five points, you know, they keep you going all day long. You're watching the same information all day long until the point that you say to yourself, wait, wait, I've been hearing the same thing since 6 a.m. 
the same exact information, but it's just somebody else who's saying it, but you become glued to the television. And by keeping you glued to the television, who does that help? Who does that make happy? Well, of course, the advertisers. So the advertisers are getting their money's work. And so they spend the money and the legacy media, you know, rolls in and they, you know, they're sucking in money like it's going out of style. They weren't joking when they had said in 2016 that Donald is very good for political ratings. He is Captain Chaos with his chubby little stubby fingers every morning with his untruth social and the shit that, you know, that he says. It's just, it's wild. But that bullshit, that misinformation, disinformation, malinformation that you know he's saying is being regurgitated over and over and over again by legacy media. Well, that's not what you're getting from us, clearly, because I'm not really sure that the way I speak to you, my brigaders, right, is acceptable on legacy. Though I did turn around and I said, I think it was with, uh, oh, who was it? Uh, you know, I actually, I forget, it was CNN. And I turned around, I said, what Donald wants is to be a dictator and everybody to stand on the street and, you know, raise their hand in a salute and go, hail Schittler, right? And all of a sudden you hear, um, you know, it may have been Joy Reid, you know, uh, they, they, they all just start laughing in the background, but I truly mean it. The guy wants to be a dictator. He says the craziest things. Legacy media picks it up. They keep rolling with it. They keep your eyes glued to it, right? And so they're all making bank. They're making bank off of bullshit. That's what I say. Look, that's why it's so important that you keep doing those media hits. You know, one of the things that I like that we're doing here on the Midas Touch Network is I hope we're also pushing legacy media to do better. And I mean that. I think as they see that we are getting their viewers and listeners, they're going to have to say, wait a minute, maybe us doing things like we used to do and push mm -hmm. these BS narratives, maybe that's not working. Maybe speaking about democracy and normalcy are where the viewers are. And frankly, I'm good with that. I want healthy competition if it supports our democracy. So bring it on, start covering these topics. And I think we've pushed them, I really do. I've noticed a shift in media coverage. A lot of the times when I watch MSNBC and CNN now, sometimes it looks like a, like a hot take that I do yep. or you do. I go, that looks just like the hot take I, and that's good, do it. I'm okay with that if that supports our democracy. I want to do some compare and contrast right now. I want to show you this is a short clip from MSNBC about good news right now with the economy. And I want to compare it to what they're showing on right-wing media now, like Fox and others. And this right-wing media can't get their footing right now. They don't know what to do because all of the normal crap they throw against the wall just ain't sticking with President Biden. So first, let me show you this clip of good news from MSNBC. Play this clip. Good news. Gas prices are down, stocks are hitting all-time highs, and consumer confidence is starting to rebound. Meanwhile, here is what Fox is saying about our uh, vice president and the uh, first gentleman here. Play this clip. I mean, I I've made fun a little bit of the vice president saying that, you know, now she's uh, went from being the border czar to being in charge of posting gas stove selfies. But on a serious note, folks like myself who own a gas stove are concerned that the administration really does intend to do things like try to get rid of them. Well, and you should be. You know, I own a gas stove too. I don't care if you're on natural gas or like me on propane gas or whether you're on pull my finger gas. You know, the administration and the federal government should have no impact or input on what you have for a stove. But this is interesting wait. that they're talking. Wait, time out. He doesn't care what gas that you have in order to cook your food on your stove. But I'll tell you what he does care about. He cares about whether or not a woman should have the right in order to, you know, decide whether to keep a pregnancy or not, right? Because that ain't as important as the gas coming out of his ass in order to light up his stove. I mean, think about the stupidity. They're not even funny. You see, Ben, we're funny, right? We're funny <laughs> in an intelligent way. He's just an idiot, right? 
first of all, um, I mean, we should hook him, his ass up to a stove and see what comes out uh, over there. And, and of course, uh, uh, you know, we'll cook eggs or something for Don, Donald Von Schitzen pants. But my feeling here is they're more concerned about a gas stove, electric stove, which, by the way, that entire argument is made up. It's not even a real argument. But they're more concerned and they're going to take time out of media coverage to talk about electric versus gas stoves and to criticize the vice president and um, and her husband for having a gas stove as opposed to criticizing the Republican Party for the overturning of Roe versus Wade. That's got to be something that concerns each and every one of us. So the Republican Party has made up a completely fake Story. You know, they talk about fake news, fake stories. They say President Biden is trying to take away your gas stoves, which is just false. It's just made up. It's just, is there any aspect of it true? No, it's a total lie. So then they make up a story and then they get angry about the story that they made up and they rail against that. That is just some weirdo behavior. That's some sociopathic, and it's weird, and it's and it's strange, and that's part of the messaging that needs to get out there too. Like, y'all are a bunch of freaking weirdos. Like, who does that? Like, who does that? It's dangerous, yes. But remember, uh, Cohen, they like dangerous. They like being called dangerous. They they like these tactics. They like being compared to dictators. When you compare them to Goebbels and propagandists, they're like, ooh, ooh, ooh I, I, I like that. But they're they're weirdos. And I think you just have to be like, you know, they're smelly, they're weirdos, they're strange, they're they're losers. And America is so much better than these losers. Who are these losers? They're pathetic. And we have to talk no. about these pathetic people yeah. in the who makes up a fake story about gas stoves? Losers. Smelly yeah. losers. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. Let me show you this one as well. This is what they are talking about also. They did a study. There was a study that was released about these specific search terms in different states. This is a story that Fox is covering as well. Here, play this clip. A closer look at those searches reveals that Utah led in the nation in searches for am I gay, am I a lesbian, and am I trans? The market research firm behind the numbers pointed to the state's traditionally conservative social values as a potentially significant factor. These findings published last week by the uh, Cultural Currents Institute. And Tammy, you had an interesting take on this. Yeah, well, that's classic spin, right? I mean, they're looking at Utah or the issue of that. It's about social conservative values. The fact is, is that you've got people who are hearing these terms and they may be curious. You don't know why someone is typing that in. Maybe their kids said it to them and they want to learn more about that. But Hmm. unbelievable, right? Maybe. Just maybe. I mean, think about how stupid of a segment it is. First of all, <laughs> I, would like to see, I would like to see the data. I really would. I'd like to see the data, you know, in terms of 1,300% increase in questions. Am I, am, I, am I gay? What are they asking? Artificial intelligence, right? I mean, for God's sakes, you know, it's it's really maybe they have to write something in school. You know, maybe that they're teaching a class on, um, you know, on gender. I, uh, who knows? They certainly don't know. And I'm not even sure that they're able to quantify where that number comes from. But what does it do? Again, what does this all do? What this does is it empowers this MAGA base, this anti LGBTQ plus community, the anti-transgender community, they go ahead and they're now keeping it in the conversation in a negative way so that they keep their base pumped in order to stay MAGA. That's all that they're doing. It's basically dog whistling. You know, the that's all the Republican Party's doing. They're just dog whistling here. What they what they're trying to the, the same way they're trying to 
scare people into believing, oh, the Democrats are coming for your stoves by showing that they're trying to scare people in red states to say the Democrats are turning your kids gay. And that's why they're searching these things. And we have to stop that. That's the. But you know, but you know something, Ben, I want to say this. I want to jump in for a second and say we all need to be scared. We all need to be scared. And the second that you stop being scared is really the moment that the Republicans, that the MAGAs jump right in and they take that space and they keep pushing us back further and further and further. And it's why I say we we must confront them. We cannot allow them just simply to have the loudest voice in the room. You know, the person who yells the loudest is not necessarily the one who's right, not necessarily the one who is, you know, intelligent. Because if that's the case, obviously, you know, this idiot on Fox would be considered right and intelligent, which it's not. It is a stupid segment, again, designed to gaslight. And so we as a community, it's why I, I so, you know, desperately say to the brigaders, make sure that you tell one person to join us. Join the community, join the brigade, because if we're going to fight, we can fight as a group of 300, 400, 500,000. You know, Ben, I'm pretty sure, you know, you, a salty, can jump right in and turn around and tell us where we fare on YouTube even today. This show is a top. It's either one or two in the world on YouTube in the news area during this hour. And that means a lot. But you know what? It's not enough. We need to continuously grow this brigade to a level that our voices can not only be not ever be ignored, but we actually make the difference when it comes uh, time for November of 2024, because we are all pro-democracy. We are all pro-rights. We are pro-sympathy and empathy and love for one another. And that's the traits that we have to force right down the throat of Trump's uh, Trumpism and this uh, ideology of uh, this MAGA ideology that they are creating. And these right-wing groups that are trying to take away our freedoms who act holier than thou, that try to judge us, that attack the LGBTQ plus community, that attack a woman's right to choose. When you look under the hood at these groups, it is ugly. We covered recently how the Moms for Liberty founder, she was involved in all of these threesome trysts with her husband. And one of the women involved in that threesome accused the husband of sexual assault. And there are all of these sex tapes. And look, at the end of the day, do you in private, I don't judge you for what you do in private. Of course, if it's sexual assault, you should be arrested and thrown in jail for the rest of your life for that. But if what it is, is, you know, that you engage in your own sexual behavior, that's consensual to just do you private. I don't need you to judge Americans and to act the way you do. And then it turns out that they're the one behind closed doors who are doing the things that they're railing against. Check this story out. This just you know, broke. And when I say, Ben, when I say that we, that, you know, we're trying to grow uh, this brigader uh, community as big as possible, I just want to sort of uh, bring a comparison to the table. So as soon as, for example, um, uh, what's her, what's her name? Uh, with uh, Travis uh, Kelsey, uh, why am I blanking on her, on her name? Uh, Taylor Swift. How could you forget Taylor Swift? When Taylor Swift announced that she was a Democrat, how could you possibly forget Taylor Swift's name, right? When she announced that she was a Democrat, all of a sudden, the GOP Republicans, MAGAs, started attacking her and Travis Kelsey and saying that she is the cause for Kansas City losing. This is what they do. And would you believe that bullshit started trending on X, formerly Twitter? It started trending. It's the curse of, you know, of, of, it's unbelievable. It's, I can't imagine what these people do. I can't imagine how they think. I can't imagine that the synapses in their brains are actually firing. Or as, you know, they would like to say, they're one hamburger shy of a happy meal. These people 
are absolutely bonkers. They're 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 just fucked up. I mean, to to attack somebody simply because you know they announced that they are a, a Democrat. I mean, it's amazing. Cohen, here's the thing though. I don't think she announced she was a Democrat. I think she just told people to vote. I think she said that she supports women's reproductive freedoms. I don't even think she went out and say, did, did she go out and say, I'm actually a Democrat? I, I, I think that at some point in time, somebody asked her and she may have said, vote Democrat. Uh, you know, and yes, she is 100% pro-choice. Uh, I mean, she so posted on. photos with Biden cookies because Biden supports women's reproductive freedoms and yeah. she tells people to go out and and vote and to register and to that vote. That is anti-MAGA. So what That's is anti-MAGA? Go out, go they out have and vote. to yell the loudest. And, and and she can't be supportive of the United States president unless it's the, the MAGA, unless it's the MAGA cult leader. Um, here's the article I wanted to just share with you, Cohen. This was um, another one of these uh, right-wing groups, uh, Bucks County mom behind conservative school movement charged with assault, giving teens alcohol. A former Pennsylvania lieutenant governor candidate and outspoken voice in the conservative, quote, parental rights school movement has been charged with punching a teenager while hosting an underage drinking party at her Bucks County home in September. Clarice Schlillinger, 36, is facing criminal charges of assault, harassment, and furnishing minors with alcohol during her daughter's birthday party, according to a case filed in late October. And that was just posted on phillyburbs.com. Uh, Want to show you this clip as well, Cohen, Alina Haba making her rounds oh. on right-wing media. And you've got... Uh, Gorka, Sebastian Gorka, I guess, is filling in on, on Newsmax. And you want to talk about a softball uh, interview right here? Take a look at uh, what went down. This was the question. How do you make it look so easy is what uh, Lena Haba was asked here. Play this clip. Had because you make it look just so easy. You walk up to the insane lying press and you just, you know, you, you just have no podium, no teleprompter, and you just crush them. What? How do you make it look so easy, Alina? Uh, patriotism. I think it's the same thing that you suffer from, right? We love our country. <laughs> and I, I haven't had any training. PR is not my thing. I'm a lawyer, um, but I'm passionate about the president getting back to business and cleaning up our country. And when you have passion for anything and you have the facts on your side, I think it's relatively easy to speak from the heart. Okay. You know well, what's really funny with Sebastian Gorka? I had a bet with uh, Sebastian Gorka for $15,000. Get a load of this, that Biden was going to beat Trump in 2020. And of course, I won. Now, I felt I felt it would be wrong for me to have kept the prize money. And so I donated it to like um, No Child Hungry, UNHCR uh, and another um, and the ACLU. Uh, you know, I, I donated the money in equals uh, and so on. And I posted, you know, the proof that I had done it. But yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I, I, I won that bet. Yeah, I mean, that's not even a softball question. It is an idiotic question. I mean, why would you even watch a show that's basically sitting there pumping up a parking lot attorney who's, by the way, if you notice her, you know, she's not, she doesn't have her extensions in. She's not all, you know, she's not all dolled up. But nevertheless, oh, Alina, how do you just make it? Ben, how do you make this show so easy? Michael, how come you're so great? Right. Well, my God, you know, I mean, my mom is great. My dad's great. You know, my siblings, my wife, my kids, we're all just great. You know, it runs in, in the family. It's kind of like a DNA thing. I mean, what an idiotic question to ask somebody. I, I couldn't agree more with you there. And let's let's take a look, though, also at what the Second Circuit uh, uh, Court of Appeals just, <laughs> just, just ruled earlier. I, I just saw the team posted one of uh, the clips from today's show on, on Twitter or X or whatever it's called, it's, uh, where, where, where you were analyzing the, uh, the, the, the Trump video right there. Here's the order by the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. Donald Trump was seeking a stay of the Second Circuit's order, denying his appeal on the issue of absolute presidential immunity in the E. Jean Carroll case. The Second Circuit previously held that Donald Trump and his lawyers waived absolute presidential 
uh, immunity as as an affirmative defense because they waited three years to assert it. It would just take a simple sentence to write absolute presidential immunity is hereby asserted as an, as an affirmative defense. But Alina Haba, who you just saw, didn't think to do that. So the Second Circuit ruled that it was waived. Donald Trump then sought uh, a delay of 90 days of the E. Jean Carroll other defamation trial, which is set for uh, January. And uh, yeah, Donald Trump sought to delay that. And the Second Circuit said, nope. In Donald Trump's request for a delay, get this, he quotes special counsel Jack Smith as authority, as a source about why the Supreme Court would be interested in hearing Donald Trump's uh, petition for certiorari. And so he's we tried to quote Jack Smith as a way to get the Second Circuit to delay the E. Jean Carroll case in January from going to trial. And the Second Circuit said, no, we're not going to do that. See you later. And that's the order that issued uh, this morning. So that E. Jean Carroll case right now is set for trial. The interesting thing, Cohen, will be, will Donald Trump now seek a petition for certiorari on the issue of absolute presidential immunity before the Supreme Court? on an emergency basis when he just opposed that same thing in a criminal context where special counsel Jack Smith sought the direct appeal to the Supreme Court. So it's an interesting setup very right now. Yeah, it's a very interesting setup. Look, they the problem is they have so many actions, they have so many motions that are flying around. One lawyer on one case doesn't care with the other. There is absolutely no coordination going on between the, the attorneys. I mean, shocking that Alina is not actually coordinating everything because she's really, she's really, according to Sebastian Gorka, she's really good at it. I mean, you know, they, these are her strengths. I mean, she's not a PR person. She's a lawyer who, of course, forgot to check off the box, you know, to have it a jury versus a, a bench trial, but that's okay. You know, you go, girl, you know, you be your best self, you know, because with your best self, there's only one place Donald's going to end up, and that's in an orange jumpsuit. That's right. And let's just take a look at this story that uh, broke moments before we went live. This on CNN exclusive recordings, email show how the Trump team flew fake elector ballots to D.C. and final push to overturn the 2020 election. And this article talks about how Trump's team was scrambling when they realized, oh, crap, like if we're going to go through with this fake elector scheme, we have to get it to Pence. And so they then realized they had to like figure out a way to actually hand it to, to Penn. So they were thinking about taking a private jet or chartering other forms of delivery methods. And this is all in emails. And so it connects the Trump campaign directly to all of this. And in fact, lots of people on the Trump campaign who gave testimony to the January 6th committee seems to be in conflict with these messages. How are we getting these messages? Well, Ken Chesborough, who pled guilty in the Fulton County District Attorney Rico case, has now been cooperating with investigators across the country. And this came from his interview he did with Michigan investigators. And you predicted, Cohen, you thought that Trump be charged in Michigan eventually, there would be a fifth indictment. So yep. um, let, let me get your thoughts on, on that. Well, look, it, it's no different than the Georgia case. And so, you know, no matter how many times Trump is going to try to do the rope-a-dope on that, they already have virtually an identical set of charges against Trump and others in Georgia, as they should and will have, in my estimation, in Michigan. You cannot do what you did in Michigan to the same extent that the improper call, despite that Donald wants to call it a perfect phone call with Brad Raffensperger, you cannot do that. Not only did Donald participate in that phone call with Raffensperger, of course, so did Rudy Colludi, drunken Giuliani. Well, in the other case, in the Michigan case, it wasn't Donald by himself trying to pressure the canvassers. It was also Ronna Romney McDaniels. So it's not going to just be Donald by himself as the defendant. They will ultimately show that there are multiple defendants, at least two, maybe more. So no matter how hard he's going to try to shuck left and shuck right and duck and dodge and weave and bob, it doesn't matter. He's getting the shit kicked out of him 
every single day. And But it's okay, Sebastian Gorka, because he's got Alina Haba on his side. He's all good. Cohen, I'm going to need a two-finger salute. I don't have any fingers. Wait, wait hold on. Get <laughs> these gloves off. Look, you know, the two-finger salute as we now go into 2024 to end the year. It can only go to a large group. It can't go to any one individual because despite Donald and releasing this hatred, this bigotry, this you know, this just this disgust on America, you know, through just opening his Pandora's box. He himself is not important enough. He is not big enough to do this on the, on his own. This is a compilation of many, many people, whether it's the idiots, you know, like the Marjorie Toilet Greens, the Matt Gates of the world, the Josh Hawley's, the Lauren Hoberts, you know, the, uh, you know, the Ted Cruz's, the Lindsey Graham's, all of these individuals that would rather think that they could obtain greater power and greater wealth by siding with someone who wants to destroy democracy. That, of course, constitutes this MAGA group to all of the MAGAs out there on behalf of all of the brigaders and political beatdown and all the subscribers to Maya Culpa and the subscribers to the Midas Touch Network. We salute you. We salute you, MAGA, for the racist, sexist, misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic motherfuckers that you are. So fuck you and can't wait, can't wait to destroy you all in 2024. Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. Um, I, we're going to do the after show. I had fun, Cohen, doing the way we did the after show last time where we asked people in the live chat to ask us anything, and then we spend 10 minutes answering those questions. So continuing that pre-New Year's tradition, now is your time, Brigaders, to ask Michael Cohen and myself any questions you want us to answer, we'll try to answer as many as we can in the after show in that 10, 15 minute period that we do the after show. But ask us the questions right now. I will take screenshots of those. And then when we do the after show on our Patreon, we will answer those questions there. The last time we had a ball doing it. Um, so ask us any question right now. I'm going to look for the questions in the chat to pick some to answer for the after show. And if you want to know how to access the after show, go to patreon.com slash political beatdown. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash political beatdown. We don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network. So one of the ways we build this platform is through our Patreons. And here is one way to help us grow. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash political beatdown. I'm going to be taking uh, questions right now in the chat. So ask your questions right now. Cohen, we've got an after show to do. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, we really, really appreciate all of you so much. We're in this together. I'm excited uh, heading into 2024. I feel the momentum. We've got this. We've got this. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.